You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 75. In this episode, I'm speaking to Melanie Dodaro about how to get more leads from LinkedIn. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Melanie, who is known as Canada's number one LinkedIn expert. Melanie shares with us on the episode why she's moving to Europe, the latest changes with LinkedIn, and how you can use LinkedIn for your business to build relationships and increase your sales. You will find links to Melanie and show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com forward slash 75. I am so excited to be here with Melanie Dodaro, who is a dear friend and someone I met two years ago to the date. It's actually amazing. We're recording this podcast episode exactly two years ago. Facebook reminded both of us this morning that we met at a conference in Ottawa two years ago. Thank you for being on the show, Melanie. Oh, it's my pleasure, Sigrun. It's great to be here. So we were both speakers at a conference in Ottawa, Canada, and Facebook just reminded us today with a picture of the dinner after the conference. And it was kind of a, yeah, it was a warm and fuzzy feeling to be doing this podcast episode today it was very, <laughs> based on this. It was very coincidental, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I don't know. The universe is doing its magic. No kidding. And I am super excited that you are actually moving to Europe. I am indeed. Yeah, I'm super excited about it as well. I'm offer of European adventure. So what brings you to Europe from Canada? You know, I uh, decided to apply for uh, British citizenship last year. So I was born and raised in Canada, but my mother was born in England. Um, she had an English father and a Danish mother. And my father was born in the Netherlands. So, you know, my background is, is completely European. I've got more family in Europe than I have in Canada. And I realized last year that I was fully eligible for British citizenship and thought, why not? And I got that uh, early 2017, and I've been contemplating it ever since. And then I just decided to make the decision. Now, one of the things I struggled with is as much as I love the UK, I think it's amazing. I don't like the weather. And I don't like rain. So I decided to move to southern Spain, right on the sea. Uh, which is right outside my door and palm trees and kind of like little tropical paradise and a close flight for me to jump on a plane and go do business and speak and work and all that kind of stuff in the UK and see family and friends. I've got a tremendous network there. Jump on a plane and go to Copenhagen and see my family there and jump on a plane and go to Amsterdam and see my family there and jump on a plane and go to Switzerland and see you. Yes, <laughs> or Iceland. Or Iceland, or Iceland. Yeah. So, so for totally selfish reasons, I'm super happy that you are moving to Europe. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're here to talk about LinkedIn. We've already done two webinars together. One was actually today as we're recording this podcast. And there has been a lot of changes. Like on some part, you feel like LinkedIn is getting more like Facebook, although it's not really like Facebook. And on the other hand, there are things that don't seem to work at LinkedIn that work much better than other platforms. And still LinkedIn has its space. So can you give us a brief overview? What are the big changes that's been happening lately? Yeah, you know, and LinkedIn will always have its space because essentially it doesn't have competitors. Uh, it's probably the only social network that doesn't. I think there's probably been a couple that have tried to, to come into the space, but you just can't compete with something that big. And, you know, they were really smart in creating this very niche specific business professional platform because uh, it works. And I mean, you know, LinkedIn has made a lot of changes this past year to their user interface. And it does feel like they're trying to replicate Facebook in some aspects from the user interface and the look and feel of it, uh, certainly not from the functionality of it. But, you know, there's been some, some really positive changes and there's been a few negative ones. And some of the changes that they've made, they're actually, LinkedIn, one thing I really love about them is they're listening. So I spent a day this past May at LinkedIn's headquarters in San Francisco with the head of user interface, the head of sales navigator, and uh, their social media team and a number of different people within the organization. And they're really listening to feedback. And I was really happy to, like I listed, I gave them my whole list of complaints <laughs> because we always <laughs> do, right? And, and, you know, at the end of the day, these are free platforms that we're using no, but having said that, there's premium versions that you can pay for. But, you know, how much can we really complain about a platform that, you know, we have access to for free that provides tremendous benefits? But this, nonetheless, you know, and I, I was really unhappy with, you know, some of the changes that they made and I listed them off. And I was told that many of them are actually coming back. So there's been some changes that we don't like. and Many of them are coming back. I think the biggest change that they've made there's two things that made LinkedIn absolutely the most phenomenal tool on the planet for lead generation. And that was their advanced search functionality and their what was called the relationship tab where you can manage and organize. So you could tag, you could add notes, you could add reminders. When they launched that years ago, I looked at it and thought, oh, I cannot believe that they launched this in the free platform because that feature would have made the difference for people to actually pay. I don't think that they should have done that. I think that they should have like moved that right into a premium version right from the get-go because it was such an amazing feature that it literally would have been the difference. They've now taken that away. And it's only available in Sales Navigator. I think it should be available in premium as well. And who knows? We'll see what changes that they make to that version because I think that they've really tried to push people to Sales Navigator, which by the way... For anybody that's using LinkedIn actively and consistently for lead generation, it's well worth the investment. It is so incredibly robust and makes the whole lead generation process so efficient and effective. Unbelievable. But, you know, it's not right for everybody because there's lots of people that are using LinkedIn for other purposes. You know, it doesn't make sense to spend uh, $69 in the US. It's it's $89 in Canada, and I believe it's 49 pounds in the UK. So, you know, it's a significant investment for those that aren't going to be using it. For those that are using it, it's a very small investment for the benefits that it can provide. The ability to stay organized and tag people and 
add notes and stuff like that. That's all only in Navigator. The search functionality has been downgraded in both the free version and the premium version. And it's much more robust now, even than it was before in the Sales Navigator version. So there's been a real push to drive people to that. My my complaint is that I think that they've taken away too much from the premium version that you know many professional users were willing to pay for, but they weren't actively using uh, lead gen. And so they didn't need to go as high as the premium or the Sales Navigator version. So I, I think that they're figuring that out and we're gonna see a lot of things come back. We're also seeing some fabulous new features like LinkedIn native video. I've heard some rumors about possibly live streaming and stuff like that. So there's, you know, many more things that are coming. It's one of the number one platform for B2B blogs and content distribution. The LinkedIn publisher aspect of it is phenomenal. It's got amazing search functionality. So basically, so for example, if you were to type in the word LinkedIn etiquette into Google search, I posted a blog post on my blog, topdogsocialmedia.com, years ago, and it was for that topic. It was a, an article on LinkedIn etiquette, the do's and the don'ts. And that's my article on my blog is not even showing up on page one. However, I republished it on LinkedIn, and it is in the number one position on Google because LinkedIn's got such powerful Google indexing. Right. So there's so many, there's so many wonderful features. And at the end of the day, you know, we don't control the company. We can't, Facebook has made many changes over the years that have really, you know, angered me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We can't change uh, everything. We really have to learn how to adapt and use the tool that's available to us and, and see the benefits from it. And the benefits are huge. I mean, LinkedIn is not the most fun social network. It's not meant to be fun. It's meant to be all business. And those that try to use LinkedIn and, you know, share pictures of what they had for lunch and cat memes, they're not going to find a lot of success with LinkedIn. (laughs) And that's what I love about it. You know, on a personal profile on Facebook, you can't post that much business stuff. You post an article or something that's business related, you know, it's like crickets. Nobody's chiming in. There's no engagement. You post a friggin' silly picture or a picture of your dog or you know, something funny and oh my gosh, it just, you know, blows up and goes crazy. The reverse is true with LinkedIn. So people are looking for business related stuff. So it's a wonderful platform for business building. Yeah. And let's talk about that. So let's say I want to now focus on getting more leads for LinkedIn. And we just covered this in a webinar. So what is kind of the short sweet process, the steps that I would go through to attract more leads on LinkedIn. Yeah. So basically what you need to do is you need to, you know, broaden your network and start doing searches for uh, ideal prospects. This is basically called social selling and LinkedIn is the premier platform for social selling. But at the end of the day, the definition of social selling or my definition of social selling is building relationships. And so what you need to do is you don't just connect with somebody you move that relationship forward. So, you know, you send some follow-up messages, providing some value, establishing some rapport, starting a conversation. Ultimately, the ultimate goal in most businesses and most situations is to move that conversation offline because it's offline you turn a prospect into a client. In most cases, in most cases, if you're you know, selling a service or even a high-priced product, you know, they're not just going onto a website, buying it. If it's a low-priced course or something like that, online course, which you and I both sell, uh, yeah, there's opportunities for that. But, you know, for those that are service providers and offering, 
you know, ser- service of significant value, it's offline that that conversation happens where you get to learn, you know, more about the person and what their needs are and how you can help them. And you share that. So, you know, one of the mistakes that people make is that they just, they create a LinkedIn profile. They send the odd connection request to people that they meet. They accept the odd connection request and they do nothing with it. They don't do anything. They wonder why business isn't coming their way. You know, it's kind of the equivalent to going to a networking function, going and standing in the corner, not speaking to anybody, and wondering why you're not getting any business from attending networking functions. Oh, this is when people say LinkedIn is not working for me. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So how do they make it work for them? You said connecting with prospects and and sending messages, but what's essentially, what are they doing? You create an outreach strategy. Okay. So, you know, the first step, and I talked about this on our webinar, is making sure that you have a powerful and compelling personal brand. Make sure your profile looks great. Because if you're going to start connecting with decision makers, you better look good enough for them to actually accept it. So, you know, you create a, a profile that's very client-focused and, you know, written to, to really speak to them. Then you create an outreach strategy. So, you know, when I'm working with a client, I'll, I'll write their profile for them. I'll create a message sequence, their lead generation message sequence from the initial connection request to the, the next message that you send after they accept, kind of welcoming them, thanking them, you know, message maybe a week later, a relationship building message, you know, starting a dialogue or adding some more value. And then ultimately, the next one would be, you know, asking for a short call or conversation so that you can get to know that person. But, the, the, you know, you go through this step and it's deploying the right messages in the right sequence so that, you know, you actually get to that point where you can have offline conversations. And then, of course, there's a whole bunch of other, you know, things that you can and should do on LinkedIn on a daily and weekly basis, like sharing content. As you're growing a network of qualified prospects, you want to stay top of mind because not everybody you connect with is in need or even has the desire for the service that you offer right now. That doesn't mean that they won't in three or six months from now. So you want to stay top of mind. You want to build credibility. You want to build authority. You want to build trust. When they know that you're consistently providing you know, education-based content that's of value to them and helpful to them, they're going to start to trust you and they're going to start to look forward to your, your information and your content. And, but ultimately, you know, where the real results come from is, is having a very specific lead generation strategy in place with a specific set of messages that you deploy from connection requests to move that conversation offline. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like, you know, let's say someone is has a lead magnet, you know, an online business, and they have an automated sales message versus on LinkedIn, it's not automated. I'm actually doing this one-on-one and I'm personalizing every message to move the relationship closer to talking face-to-face or, you know, over Zoom or Skype. Exactly, absolutely. And, you know, Uh, You know, some would wish and, you know, hope that LinkedIn will create some kind of an automated autoresponder sequence where you connect with somebody and these messages just go out, you know, one week apart. But at the end of the day, this wouldn't work if everybody had that ability to do that. What makes this work is uh, that people actually have to take the time to do this. And so, you know, and it's also the quality of the message and, you know, how, how that's written that's going to provide results. But at the end of the day, it is that one-on-one, it's that personalized marketing that makes a difference, that makes it work. Now, you know, this all is very dependent upon one's business. If you're selling a, you know, a $17 ebook, it's a lot of work to go through. 
right? But if you're selling a, you know, $1,700 or a $17,000 package, it's well worth it. You know, you can do most of these things for free. I mean, you certainly like I have a program called LinkedIn domination, where I create everything for them, including the training and the tutorial and the outline of the action plan of the daily and weekly things that they need to do their message templates, their profile. And I say, Hey, you don't need to even do this. You can hire a virtual assistant for $20. Just Give them the training, give them the message that I've created. These are the actions that they need to do daily. And these are the ones that they need to do weekly and let them do that. You just take care of the responses that come in. So, you know, there's ways of doing this so that you actually don't need to do the bulk of it. And there is ways to streamline this. I like to create a system on autopilot. You know, it's good to do it yourself for the first couple of weeks to get a feel for it. But absolutely, most of these things, most of the clients I work with, they delegate this. This goes to somebody else on their team to do. Yeah, but it's ultimately about building relationship. And the question comes up, okay, I'm using search. I'm connecting with contacts of my current contacts and things like that. What about groups? So groups are a a great thing to join because you can join a number of different groups that have your ideal clients in them. So, you know, there's some groups that have, you know, 600 or 100,000 or, you know, even 50,000 people in it that are specific to your target market. And so having that access to them is phenomenal in in terms of being able to search them and find them much easier. I don't spend a lot of time engaging in groups anymore. LinkedIn used to have some really great, robust uh, features and functions in the groups, but they seem to be downplaying them. And groups, for the most part, seem to be losing some momentum. There is absolutely still some some really great and active groups that are monitored very well by you know the group owner who monitors for spam and approves things and is staying on top of it. But most groups have been neglected. My own groups have been neglected because I just don't like where LinkedIn's gone with groups. So having said that, there's still, I just use groups as an opportunity to expand to a very targeted market because you can literally find groups that are very specific to the niche market that you're going after. Let's say, for example, your business serves financial advisors. You can join groups with financial advisors. Let's say your group or your business serves uh, startup tech companies. You can find startup tech, you know what I mean? Like it's just an amazing place to find all the people that fit the criteria of what you're looking for. So it's basically just to expand my network. It's not to engage in the group and be active in them. Unless it's an active group and you can see value and find value out of it, then, you know, so I would say, you know, decide that individually. But my overall advice is that uh, they're not that effective anymore. Yeah. What about the articles? I see there's a lot of people starting to write articles versus the status updates. Is that something you recommend everybody do or what's the difference for them? Yeah. So LinkedIn Publisher is where you can publish a full-on article and those live in your profile. So, you know, when you go to somebody's profile and you can see that they've published, you know, a, a series of articles that positions you as an authority on your topic. You know, there's there's something to be said about, you know, people being able to find out more information and learn more information about you uh, right in your profile. You know, like on Facebook, if we were to share articles or whatever, there's no housed area that they're easily accessed. So this is a wonderful tool in terms of being able to see all this. But there's also amazing Google indexing on those articles. So you can show up in the search results 
for those LinkedIn publisher articles because LinkedIn has much better search uh, ranking than your website will ever have. Mm. So basically the articles, they live on longer. Status updates go away. Right. It's the same thing, uh, you know, a status update on any social platform. They trickle off and they've got, a, you know, a short lifespan. The articles have longevity for sure. So you recommend, for instance, when you have a blog post that you write a shorter version of it on LinkedIn and then link back to it? No, I don't. I no. recommend that you, you have a full version of the article on LinkedIn. And within the article, you can do some hyperlinks with keywords specific back to your blog. Absolutely. So that you are guiding people. And then you can have a good call to action at the bottom, letting people know if they want more information like this to connect with you on LinkedIn, to go to your blog, to subscribe to this, to do that, whatever that call to action is for you and your business. But no, the full article, you don't want to have a teaser and then send them somewhere else. They're on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was good. Good answer to something that has been recommended to me. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> so what about the Facebook? Well, Facebook ad versus LinkedIn ads. I much prefer Facebook ads. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we talked about this in the webinar. The two things that I like about Facebook better than LinkedIn is I like Facebook ads better and I like Facebook groups better. When it comes to lead generation, when it comes to business, when it comes to personal branding, when it comes to all that kind of stuff, I hands down like LinkedIn better. I generate 10 times, 100 times more business uh, via LinkedIn and so do my clients than they'll ever do on, on Facebook. You know, I set up, a, a, did the LinkedIn domination program for one of my clients who is a, a consultant uh, serving, you know, Fortune 500 companies and uh, within seven months of deploying the plan that I had, she had $1.45 million in her sales pipeline. I can guarantee you that that wouldn't happen on Facebook without one tremendous ad budget. Yeah, very true. So what about the latest feature we've heard about, native video? You don't have it yet, right? I don't. No, I, as a Canadian, I'm always uh, last to get it. Yeah, no, I'm always last to get uh, new features. For some reason, they... I don't know, LinkedIn's prejudice or something against Canadians. <laughs> We're last to get it. I'm waiting very, very non-patiently for it, let's say. <laughs> so what do you think about I think it's native gonna be, video on LinkedIn? I think it's going to be fantastic. Just like it has been with Facebook in terms of showing up in the top of the search results, you know, in the news feed with Facebook and, you know, Facebook giving favor to anything that's, you know, posted natively. LinkedIn's going to do exactly the same thing. And there's tremendous potential for it. LinkedIn also has historically been a network where there hasn't been a lot of kind of personal, you know, touches. And so I'm not saying go on LinkedIn and start sharing videos that are personal in nature because this is a business platform. Keep it business. But people get to know you. You know, there's that human. So for years and years and years, I've always told people, have a video in your LinkedIn profile. Because you can upload, you know, multimedia, rich media into your profile. Have a video so people can see you and hear you and get a feel for you outside of this written text that in most cases is kind of boring. And of course, we know that we can't format, we can't bold something, we can't do any kind of nice formatting, right? But that video stands out, it pops. Same thing that's going to happen in the news feed as things are, are showing up, the videos are going to pop. Yeah. So I'm excited about native video on LinkedIn. It will probably make me use LinkedIn a bit more. And well, I'm excited about you moving to Europe. So I know you're very busy right now. You basically have already 
packed. I've packed. I have. I have a, a zillion things to do to wrap up my life, though. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I am very grateful that you joined me on the podcast today, middle of your move from Canada to Spain. And I am excited about seeing you then face to face very soon in Switzerland or Iceland or somewhere else where you speak at a conference in Europe. And I want to thank you, Melanie, for being on the show. We're going to link to your website, of course, in the show notes. And uh, well, thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 75. There you'll also find links to Melanie and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.